Welcome to this week's very special bonus episode of The Last Refuge. It's not a bonus episode. We're releasing this on a Wednesday. Previous Terran Talks were. This one, it's not a bonus episode. I'm your friendly neighborhood Lydia, also known as Bezdira, and with me I have... Alex, also known as Flick. Taryn, also known as Bria. Last week, we have no idea what happened because we have no idea when these will be released, but here we are. What will we discover about our roguish friend? Will Taryn reveal any deep, dark, secret skeletons hiding in the back of her closet? Or will she keep in mind she's a mom of three and that they may hear this bonus episode one day? Let's find out. Hey, y'all. Okay, again, not a bonus episode, but that's okay. Hello. Hello. How we doing? Oh, fine. <laughs> fine. I think we've all established that we're all feeling a little bit sick. We need some vocal warm-ups. Mm-hmm. We do, yes. Well, if you've listened to any of the bonus content we've whatever provided you know that taryn aka bria has put together a series of interview episodes called taryn talks and today oh how the turntables (laughs) because we get to interview taryn (laughs) all the hard-hitting questions are you excited for this Yes, I because I didn't have to prepare anything, which is awesome for mom brain. <laughs> you should have show up. Uh, just had to show up, and then also because I think this is going to be chaos. Um, <laughs> yeah, yes. the three 100%. of us. It already has been chaos. I miss Karen. <laughs> I miss huge whatever. Yeah, but okay. like, obviously, yeah, I miss Robert personally. <laughs> <laughs> I love having him on the call with us when we record. He always has the best, you know, live stream comments. The chat, the Zoom chat, is so entertaining. <laughs> Yeah, this is going to be a whole lot of chaos mm-hmm. and ridiculousness. You made it sound like we prepared stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, we did. We, we did. We so we did. We had like a 10-second chat. Yeah, you put those three questions this morning. together. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Yeah, that was that was about it. But I do have a very important question as our first question. Mm-hmm. Once you hear it, you'll understand why this is the first question. Oh wait, but do we have to roll the dice first? Oh, oh yes, yes, let's, let's roll the dice. D20. Oh my gosh, we have to stay within Everyone format, does, my right? We all do. We all do to find out how this interview is going to go for us. <laughs> all right. Do, do I get a modifier? No, oh, no gosh. modifiers. <laughs> I need one too. Okay, um let's go with Lid first. Uh I got an 11. I got a 3. So Taryn, are you going to redeem <laughs> us or what? I also got an 11. I was hoping you oh. would too. So like group, if we're doing a group check, we're like we're, no. we're kind of there. Squeeze and buy maybe. <laughs> <laughs> this would be the one time that Karn like crits. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Karn, if okay. when you listen, please just roll a die and tell us what it is later. Report back. Yeah, please. let us know. Okay. okay. Since you guys the audience, that's the word, cannot see us, um we are all eating scones and drinking tea. Mm-hmm. Um, we're very cozy. We're very Huga. In our like dimly lit rooms, burrows, if you yeah, will. Yeah, little burrows. Lots of drapes yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can have a yeah. very long conversation about, I literally, I have a couple books by the side of the bed. Most, one is like, I'll try to like read a little bit at nighttime, just to, like make my eyes tired and go to sleep. And then, um, but one of them I have, it's called The Little Book of Huga and it's super cute and it just makes me super sleepy because it just describes the Danish art of Huga 
which is like it's talking about candles and fireplaces. Do I know what that is? You do. Is it like uh, Danish feng shui? H y g g e higa. Some people call it, but it's pronounced huga. As at least as far as the book says. Does Marie Kondo have anything to do with this or no? Mm-mm, no? no. Okay, never mind. But look it up. Very cozy. Even during the summer, like summer huga would be like a campfire on the beach or whatever. It's like the art of gathering, the art of being present with people, the art of candles and feeling. It's like the comfort feeling that you create. Well, that, okay. So let's go back to Taryn's childhood. Oh, okay. Were you in... <laughs> Were you an absolute monster? Yeah, just like a, so mean to people. <laughs> I was told, well, my grandmother, listen, I've been to a lot of therapy, so I'll just hit you with the stuff. My grandmother told my mom I was a difficult child to love. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. That is, oh that my is gosh. awful. And I know both should, of your grandmothers. Should we veer off of this subject or are you like, are you good? <laughs> Okay. I think it's a funny anecdote. It's it's hysterical. And my mom told that to me when she was mad at me one day. She's like, your grandmother was right. You are a difficult child. Oh, my God. She said that your grandmother. She put it on your grandmother. <laughs> threw it under the bus. She pinned her. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh God. Um, yeah. So, no, I, I was very um, – my hobbies included going to school being friends with the teachers and the librarian, coming home from school, locking myself in the bedroom, um, making my Barbies. Uh, I had hundreds of Barbies, and I would line them up by uh, sex and age category, and I would make them audition for shows for me. <laughs> and then I would uh, select the go. correct Barbie. Listen, I think you two already know this, but I'll tell the listener that my favorite story was our first production was Sound of Music and our last production was Sound of Music over the span of however many yeah. years. Bookend, um, yeah. Yeah, it was a bookend and the girl that played Liesel in the first production ended up being Maria in the final production because oh, she wow. grew that much Good. as an actress. Whole Isn't circle amazing? moment for her. Same yeah, Captain really... Von Trapp, which was kind of odd. Um <laughs> This is all going above my head because I've never seen The Sound of Music. What? So, yes. You I know, know we're not like classic musical theater, but like we got it. You don't know who those people are in The Sound of Music? Well, let's, um, let's breeze Pat. Wait. Okay. I yeah. mean, yeah. We don't need to really. spend the whole time talking about something. <laughs> yeah. So no, I made, I did my Barbies and then I did, um, I played a lot of video games and. Okay, so um, you were a VG gal. Yeah, you but look- not like. I, I still get, like, heart palpitations when I play video games. So, like, I never finished Zelda because it got too stressful. So I would gladly, like, watch someone else play Zelda and be like, oh, here's how you figure out that puzzle or whatever. And mm-hmm. totally backseat drive because if the controller is in my hand, I get too nervous. Did you – were you one of those kids who liked to watch other people play video games? Because that was – A hundred percent. Me and my house. brother, we like, like – come yeah, over. Yeah, love that. So that's mostly – I was very solitary. And so I think that's probably what – what my grandma was referencing was like I could never fake feelings still to this day like if you give me a present I don't like I'll be like ah thanks <laughs> so I think that that was it is she always bought presents that maybe I didn't like or whatever and I'd be like thanks mm-hmm. or like yeah. I just my mom just posted a, f- a picture to Facebook of me when I was like probably 15 to 17 and it's me and my cousins and my brother and we're all about the same age and we're looking at the camera Big family like, or no uh well this 
in particular this group was only four and we're all looking at the camera like okay like why are you taking this picture of me god like we're so busy right now look at my flip phone oh my god teenagers teenagers yes so and you said did you say you had siblings you said you have i have uh one whole brother Mm -hmm. one half sister um and four step siblings perfect did you did you all get along was there like i don't know how did how was that as like an environment growing up in my brother and I didn't get along till we got a little bit older, more like high school years. Um, he was like typical older brother. Um, my favorite story about him was that he wanted to play banker one day. And I was like, oh, this is fun. We had like a little till and we put money in it. He's like, let's put all of our savings into it. So we did. And then he locked it and hid it. So he Ugh. straight up like stole my stole money. Stole the money. <laughs> Dramatic. Dramatic. Such a little kid. <laughs> Somehow I'm not surprised by this. No. Knowing your brother. Yeah. 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 Um, and we're like really great friends now. And we became really great friends in high school. So we still have a great relationship. My uh, half sister is a lot younger. So we feel like we kind of raised her a lot. So we, you know, as close as you can kind of be there. And then there's still obviously the same age gap. So she's, we're just in very different parts of lives, but we've been there to support each other and all of that. Um, and then step siblings, uh, not so much anymore in like junior high. Yes. The two, there's, uh, one boy and three girls and the two girls that were about my age, we were pretty close and then kind of, you know, have gone our own ways. But we all come back together for holidays and stuff. And That's good. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Lid, do you have a question? Um, well, I was going to segue into as far as childhood goes, like what introduced you to D&D as a, as a child or did it come later in life? D&D, I think I was more of a teenager and some guy friends were playing it and then I was not invited because I was a girl and that's what led us here today. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's how we met. And we've talked about, I think, I, we've talked about that on many an episode. But I think so. Yeah, I think that one's... Re- go listen if you want to know how we yeah. Yeah, just go, go back through every episode and try to find that tidbit find, of how we uh, all the, got the here. Talks. No, I mean, they were in the Terran talks. I think you you I said it to fun, both yeah. of us sure. of like, yeah. tell us our love story. I do have a question about our love stories. Oh, um, okay. I thought you were there, but okay. I, I was there, but I was one side of it. And this is also for you and Alex's love story as well. Like, what is... Y'all, I'm not going to witness a domestic on this podcast today. Please stop yelling at each other. I am not going to be witness <laughs> to a domestic. Come on. It's fine. We're I'm fine. curious, like, I don't have a specific moment of like, I remember the second I met you, right? But I wanted to know from your side, like, what is your first memory of us? And I think I can, like, I I know we remember when Alex came into our circle, but what is like your fondest memory of like that first, either that first day or like our the connection. first couple weeks? Yeah. My first memory of you, I know you do not remember, Lydia. You taught me how to open a bottle of wine. We were servers together, and you taught mm. me how to open a bottle of wine. So now every time I open a bottle of wine, I think of you. Aww. Um, mostly because we've had so much wine together. <laughs> um, and there's that. <laughs> so, yes, you taught me how to open a bottle of wine, and we're very much as you have described in the past. Like, who is this young girl? What is she doing here? How did she get this job? Like, what what is this thing? Um, and then we, we were never really that close. I don't know if we've told the story on this, but there was like a holiday party at the place we worked and everyone hung out and everyone was friends. And as we have already heard, that just isn't me. Like I would rather go Mm -hmm. home and whatever. And so I was not super close with everyone. There's a holiday party. They had this projector screen. They put up a picture of every person. Everyone's like, woo, this person. Yeah, this person. Yeah, Lydia, whatever. And then my picture came up and Lydia's the only person that went, woo, 
Yeah. So, oh my gosh. Anyways, I stopped working there pretty soon after. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that was before we lived close to each other. So that's when you and mm-hmm. I really became close. And yeah. then Alex, my, I'm curious if you remember this, my moment where I was like, yep, this is a friendship. We're in this forever was we were playing our, our classic game of D&D. And I don't know what happened, but you and I got sidetracked that there was someone on the other side of a door that was like, we couldn't unlock the door. And so we just heard this little person saying, saying, excuse me, hello, (laughs) knock, knock. Could you actually just unlock the door for a second? Um, It seems to be locked from this side. So I just wanted to know if it was unlocked from that side. The funny thing is, I love that. I've always, I still sometimes do that where I'm like, hello. I, I think of it a me. lot too. A lot of it. But honestly, all I, what I, where I thought you were going with this was the day that somewhere, somehow, there was an inflatable flailing arms to man. Yeah, and both of you got up and just immediately did it. And I have it on video somewhere. And it's it dance. is brilliant. If we can find it, we should post it on our socials. We should. I know I have it somewhere. People to see. Yeah. Um, I don't want to leave Karin out of this. I don't have a specific, mm-hmm. like, love moment for Karin. But I do think that this is a funny story. When we were putting this together, um, Huge messaged me and he said, Hey, so um, I know how you feel about girls. But how mm-hmm. did you feel about another girl being on this podcast? You'll like her, I swear. Like, just <laughs> so like her, I swear. <laughs> trying to convince me. And I was like, oh, I've grown up. I'm totally like, I'm a grown up. I'm fine with another girl. And then I actually did end up loving Karin. So. What if what if one of us was like, well, I don't like Karin. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, <laughs> Five oh, years in, this is what? the big. <laughs> this is the big reveal. Actually, we hate everybody. We hate and we can't wait for this campaign to end. <laughs> So moving on, um, Mm -hmm. what's your go-to happy song, Taryn? Uh, Lydia, would you like to answer this question? Oh. If I'm correct, it is Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. Yeah. Is that correct? Shake it off. Mm -hmm. Shake it off. Okay, so Lydia, I've got another question for you then. Um, What's Taryn's go-to sad song? Anything that has to do with ghosts. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Because she's scared of ghosts. Is that what you said? She's scared, yes. (laughs) No, I don't like Well, here's a question. Why is there a specific reason you're so scared? scared of like the paranormal of it all Taryn yes because ghosts have actually contacted me and they like me and they like to yeah um I will say my go-to sad song is uh she used to be mine from waitress I used to listen to that show a lot when I was going through infertility and so that song in particular was like obviously very difficult but also very cleansing to sing and to Mm. feel a part of um and now obviously listening to that show is just like because I have my babies um is amazing Mm -hmm. so it's still I still can feel that sadness that I had but like it's it's a nice go-to ghosts my first experience with ghosts Transition. was living – I can't believe I've never told this story on the podcast uh, – was living in my mom and my stepdad's house, and there was, like, a downstairs area with a bunch of bedrooms, and then there was an upstairs, like, loft area. It didn't have a kitchen, um, but it did have a bathroom and a bedroom, and then there was, like, a room that had, like, a pool table in it. Wait, yes. I think you have talked about this. And then it, you would hear, like, the balls cl- yep. clacking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they would go by themselves, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, one night, this little 
little girl was like standing in front of my bed Ugh. and I just like put my head under my covers and was like, go away, go away, go away. And like literally said it out loud and then looked. Yeah. Just reminded me of a bad dream I had last night, but we don't need to talk about was that. Was this but. the only ghostly encounter you've had or have there been others along the way that have sort of in- instilled this? There have been others. That's the only one I have seen. Uh, there was a time when I was on the Queen Mary working and I had to go to the bathroom and I walked past the elevators and like as I walked past, I was like, oh, this place is hunted. I forgot. And just like walked past, whatever. And then as I was coming back from the bathroom, right at the spot that I had that thought was a plaque that said, this is a normal ghost sighting space. And so like I must have just like walked through the ghost or the ghost was like, hey, Taryn, I'm here. Good. So I have very much I've had to like put up boundaries and walls and be like i'm not interested i don't i don't want any of this i will say six cents probably really fucked up my brain um because mm. that was mm-hmm. really really scary that also came out at like a very formative time because we're similar yeah. age yeah taryn and like i feel like that came out mm. that because i think of the sixth sense as well yeah when i think about like seeing ghosts mm-hmm. or like seeing things like randomly down the hallway that's it's one really of the first spooky. things i think of uh lydia am i allowed to mention your mom at all mm-hmm. okay yep. um the other thing is that i had never met lydia's mom who passed And uh, there have been multiple moments after she passed where I've like picked up a random book and just been like holding it or whatever. Like I just like would pick it up in Lydia's apartment. And like it was always things that like her mom was like trying to communicate with Lydia through me. And she's the Mm. only one that I will let do that. I have Mm -hmm. told her like, again, I've never met her, but I've told her multiple times like, hey, if you need if you need anything with your baby, you let me know and I got you. Mm. Um, That's beautiful. It is. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. There's a there's a lot of interesting connections there even the reasons that Taryn named her first child what she did actually have connections to my mother in some mm-hmm. way too mm. which is kind of really interesting oh my god I really felt like her mom helped me through infertility I kept picturing like this like drum circle of women in my brain like like chanting me on and for whatever reason she was like the one that was leading it like she was like there mm-hmm. and supporting and keeping the baby healthy and um yeah again never met her and just has yeah. been a very influential person in my wow. life Oh, mm-hmm. I'm kind of blown away. It's exactly the personality that my mom mm-hmm. had as well. It's exactly what she would have done had she known Taryn at that mm-hmm. time. She would have like been checking in, buying you books, getting you things. Like, yeah, she would have 100% been like, yes, you can do this. You can mm-hmm. do this. Like, well, and I think that speaks to your connection as well as friends, mm-hmm. like as people, as family, like at this point, yeah, truly. Yeah, for like, sure. I think that, you know, there's a reason for that. There's a reason you two came together. And that's because mm-hmm. your whole circle of family needed to help help everybody out mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i think that's so really special mm-hmm. let's fight again let's fight <laughs> well maybe we should transition now into um i don't know the reason why we're we're all here which is our show <laughs> oh yeah tlr Ooh, you yes. know yeah we we've talked a little bit about like npcs and other things like on other terran talks mm-hmm. but has there been a favorite sort of moment in a specific season specifically for bria that you enjoy or that was a pivotal moment for her no <laughs> that's okay i don't like nothing specifically comes to mind um i do like i just had so much fun in the first arcanium that stuff was like because i i love puzzles but it's fun to be doing puzzles with people who are good at them because i'm not particularly um and so like it's nice to be able to be like part of a team that's like oh if i can't figure this thing out i've got three other people who we've all got very different brains and we can figure Mm -hmm. it out i mean i obviously love the southern island i could spend a lot of time figuring that place out in like a a modern day civilization (laughs) prefer to go there (laughs) yeah i could spend a lot of time there (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, there's not anything, just the silliest stuff that we do is my favorite stuff, obviously. So I, and I can't even think of like one particular moment that was like sillier than others, but um, anything that's silly that we do when we all get laughing and just like can't stop laughing is that's, that's where I'm, that's why I'm here. That's what I signed up for. So if you had to play one of the other characters, so I know you've asked this to all mm. of us, but if you had to play any of our other characters, who would you choose? I think... Flick V1. I miss being like a magic caster. Um, that was like my original character because I think that there's just so much power behind magic and like I just I, that's I love that. So uh, I do not like knowing what the spells do or having to deal with components or any of that stuff. I just, I don't, like, it uses too much brain power for me now. If there's any D&D player out there who enjoys dealing with spell components, <laughs> like, may, I'm, not, I'm not here to judge you, but, like, come on. Like, let's... <laughs> they got focuses for that. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Let's be real. They got focuses. Um, so, yeah, I think it... it Bazira would be very last. Um, I'm not interested in that. Um, so, probably right now, Kit, because she's got so many interesting things, but Karin is like a person that's so good at spell like when she's always like oh I've got this like new spell I can use I'm like how do you what what is this it's always especially for casters like druids and Mm -hmm. clerics and people like that have access to all of their magic at all at once Mm -hmm. that you know that's anxiety all anxiety in my brain I I can't do it I hate it I hate it I can't I can't decide I can't plan ahead, which is funny because in real life I do. I'm such a planner, but like, no. Well, speaking about like magic and D&D rules and things like that, is there a certain rule that it is D&D canon that you would toss out? Like instantly that you're like, ugh, that, that none of, of that. Them. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> I don't like the rules. Especially think about like ones that DM is really like strict on. All the stuff that I don't generally like, we've kind of taken out of this campaign i don't want to count arrows kind of, well yeah for a reason because we all hate it yeah i don't want to count arrows i don't want to have to worry right. about like money is huge that's one that we do not touch and i do not care about money that every time you go into a town you have to buy stuff or what like i don't that so that's all of that stuff for me yeah magical components i do i think we're revealing that we're pretty lazy players <laughs> I think we're just, it, it's the rule of cool. Like, that's what we appreciate. Like, we want to be in the storytelling. We want to be in the fighting. At least I do. Uh, you know, it's the, the, not the basic mechanics, but like the overarching everything about D&D is what we like. And I think that that's what's so beautiful about, there's so many different play, actual plays out there mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. deal with all of that on such different levels. Mm-hmm. And that's what actually makes all of them worth listening to mm-hmm. because it's, it's all a little different. Like, there's all little, like pepperings of different rules that different dms enjoy or different you know dms hate or the tables hate and so they just throw them out and i think that's really fun because you hear certain players get really nitty-gritty with it and like use that in the role playing and are like really strict with like their voiceover work or whatever they're doing like whatever they want out of it and i think that sets our show apart a little bit because we are truly like a group of people coming together to play this game. Like, I feel like we also don't really like focus on voices and other things yeah. like that, mm-hmm. just because that's like us as a group. 
Like certain groups, I think I would get into that with. But this group is really into sort of like the laid back style of it all, which Mm -hmm. is really fun. I can think of one thing that I hate about this game in particular. It's that I can't get my sneak bonus with magic that pisses right. me off so anyways yeah, yeah. dm if you want to fix that for maybe me. amend he's just that. gonna delete that he's gonna be like nope <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nope can't give people ideas cannot do it as well what is your do you have a specific dream for tlr like the end of it all or do you have an idea of where are the characters might end up we've kind of touched on this before but i think that i have always said that i i'm anticipating at least one of us dying which is going to be really super sad but also great storytelling uh lydia's pointing to herself you're going to be the survivor <laughs> it's going to be all the rest of us I, die. somehow yeah yeah i think that i think i've said in the past that i just kind of anticipate us all kind of scattering to the wind and that that's what's going to happen so i don't know i would love for bria to end up the queen of selfson oh. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know. That I'm dying can... for that side. Me too. Side plot as well. Me too. I think it's great. Brian Silfson, um, sign us Very up. Isolationist. You're like we don't have to talk to anybody. No, it's okay. This is great. This is great. So yeah, I think that I I think I don't know. I need to see kind of everything that happens. But my guess is that we will defeat the beast. At least some of us, or one of us, will. Um, I hope. And then I don't, I think it's going to depend on all of the things that happen up to that, what Bria decides to do. But I could see that Bria maybe won't hang around. So we'll have to find out. I don't know. What has been your least favorite moment throughout this whole campaign so far? Like any like part of storyline or like a specific area of an island that we've been on? Fiona. Uh, <laughs> no, I, oh my gosh, she's, Typical. she's so great. I hated, I hated when Serena showed up and I was like, God, I'd love you. She's the best. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that there's anything in particular because I, I love the different, I think sometimes I will just get frustrated with where we're at and be like, okay, I'm done with the storyline. So it's not even a particular thing. Mm-hmm. If we're doing it for a certain amount of weeks, I'll just be like, I'm done with this. I want to move on. <laughs> Which I think yeah. is pretty yeah. clear. I start to get like really antsy to start moving on because I really like, unlike Lydia, I, I really like the the storytelling stuff for me is like I'm the exact opposite. I'll fight and whatever, but like I would rather just do storytelling all day long. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. With dice. Storytelling with dice. Shocker. Do you ha- in fact have a favorite NPC? In the in our little world, I am supposed to say Brita. Supposed to who who expects you? Well, to? I created her. I I would <laughs> think like Brita or Arix, but I think I just have the real fondness for drinks. Huge crush. Huge crush. First person we saw. Um, the amount of development he made, all of that stuff. Yeah, I just I really trust him. Like anything that he, that's the way that Huge can get me is like make drinks go bad. That's the way he'll finally get me because it's like the one character I'll trust. <laughs> DMs scribbling notes in the background. Uh-huh. <laughs> Robert too. He's like, okay. Mary fuck kill. <gasps> Kobolds orcs Yuanti. Oh. I mean, if I kill the Yuanti, then I'm alone in the city. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I don't want to fuck a kobold. Yeah, okay. So yeah, let's kill the I mean, it, like I could see like the sexuality of a Yuanti, so like, but I think I'm gonna kill them so I can live in the city by myself. I think I am going to <laughs> fuck an orc. And I think I am going to marry a cobalt. I think that's appropriate. Sidebar, we watched the first episode of the new season of Stranger Things last night. And my husband turns to me at one point and he was like, great. Husband. He turns to me and he's like, great. This episode has been like 
all the bouncy ball and D and D. Two things I don't care about. <laughs> my, I haven't watched like, yet, but my friend did say she was like, "I'm glad that I started playing D and D before I watched this season." I was like, "Yep." Yeah. Also, have not started it. Probably won't for two years. Uh, but my mother in law texted me and said, "Do you watch Stranger Things? They play literally. They play the D and D in it." <laughs> <laughs> they play the D&D. They play the D&D. Well, let's go back to some like kind of regular, I don't know, normal life stuff. Do you have a favorite mm-hmm. TV show uh, either ever or that you're currently watching now that we talked about Stranger Things for a second? Um, Wow, great segue. Good job. It takes time. Yeah. The segues take time yeah. and energy. It's an art. It's an art, Alex. It is. And I'm, you know, a work in progress. You're an artist. Answer the question. <laughs> That's like- um, I mean, Friends is a classic. Uh, I really loved Parks and Rec. It's funny because I know these these answers better for my husband than I do for myself. I love a good 30-minute comedy. Well, what are his? He would go to Mad Men all day long. Uh. All day long. He loves Mad Men. Like, Survivor is like my ultimate comfort food. Karin and I mm. joke about it all the time, but like, if I am in a bad mood, whatever, I can watch an old season, new season, doesn't matter. I mean, new seasons are nice because I don't know what's about to happen, but like, that's, I literally have watched every episode, quote-unquote live, whether it was DVR'd or whatever, since the very first season. I've never missed a season. I've rewatched a lot of them so that's generally when i'm feeling like my sickest and my worst that's what i'll go to as survivor do you have i and now we know uh, most of us are like besides lid are like theatrically inclined do you have a favorite musical and do you have a favorite movie musical that's my like part a part b (laughs) i'm gonna cheat with movie musical because i'm gonna do the into the woods broadway recording because it is a movie okay of the original broadway cast i don't know if that's a movie musical i know was it up for an oscar (sighs) it (laughs) should have been um favorite musical currently is six and that is number one because it's awesome lid do you know about six do you know what six is i do not i so you mentioned it one day in banter with your daughter saying mm-hmm. sex mm-hmm. instead of six and mentioning Anne Boleyn. So I assume it's the that whole King Henry yep, correct. and his correct. six wives. You basically yeah. just sang the first it. song. I deduce things. <laughs> I'm like Sherlock Holmes, but not nearly as socially inept. <laughs> Go buy tickets to six. Go buy tickets what? to six. Um, I love the yeah. uh, the lyrics are some of the most clever lyrics I've ever heard. I love the music. I love that it's all women, so I can sing every single song. Um, I love that my daughter loves it. Like there's a whole thing. But I love most most musicals can make me cry. Uh, most musicals can get me. Movie musical. I don't think about it. Think about it. It's funny that I have an answer to this. I was question about to say, what's yours, Liz? Singing in the rain. I knew you were gonna say that. That's a good one. I think mine's gotta be Chicago. I do. I love what they did with Chicago. I could put Moulin Rouge on there, but I have rewatched it and been like, oh, it's not as good as I remember it being. That's also a good answer. I love Moulin Rouge. Um, top picks for you. Cats. What? <laughs> <laughs> How dare oh, you? Also, Cats. Have not seen the movie of that because I've heard such terrible things about it, and I have such fond memories going to see Cats as a Do child. Do not waste a two hours of your life watching that I, musical. Yeah. No. Oh God. I love Rock of Ages. I could spend hours and day. I've seen the show so many times. I have so much fun, and then my movie I was like really disappointed by because it took away a lot of the like things I loved about it. Well, so here's here's an expansion on the question: Do we have it to have it as a musical that has been on Broadway, or do you want? to do like any musical movie so like even some of like the pixar 
Disney movies with music and all that involved. I mean, Enchanted just came up. I was obsessed with Enchanted. Obsessed. I have liked a lot of the movie musicals that they have done recently. I thought they've done a very, like, In the Heights, Tick, Tick, Boom, um, anything Lin-Manuel Miranda touches. I love telling my daughter, oh, do you know who wrote this music? And I think she's starting to just learn his name when I when I ask that question because <laughs> he's written so many kids <laughs> things. Um, I might just go with a straight up if we're extending it, like Anastasia. Oh, sure. I like that. Yeah. So so I might go back to that. So moving on, we all know by by now, between you and Bria, that you both hate any form of moving vehicle and traveling. <laughs> so but, yeah. if you didn't have to get on a plane or a boat or anything, if you could just snap your fingers and be somewhere, anywhere in the world, where would you go? Probably somewhere in Italy or like the south of France. I want to be somewhere in a castle where there's like green rolling hills behind me, where there's like yummy pasta and yummy cheese and yummy wine. And it's quiet. Um, I love like the any like Tuscan architecture. Like if I were to build a house, it would look like it's from Tuscany. Like that's what I'm all mm. about. But then I also I, I also would design everything in my house very um, coastal grandmother, which is my new thing that yeah. I'm into. Yes, I saw this online. <laughs> also, we because of this whole coastal grandmother trend that popped up that I was like, oh my God, this is my aesthetic. We watched Something's Gotta Give. <laughs> and Keith started texting one of our friends because every time that they showed, like the movie I was watching it and was like, okay, whatever. I get what's going on. It's a story. It's cute, whatever. Every time that they showed an exterior or interior interior shot of just the house i'd be like ah yes (laughs) yeah make a noise we're like oh thank god this is what we're here for this is what i signed up (laughs) exactly that's like i i i've loved i recently moved i told you all that but like i've loved nesting in my house and that's what uh, definitely something i've embraced you posted some chair maybe it was like velvet or like the color looked kind of velvety and i was like "Mm." i think it was a picture of your pup but i was like that chair i see that chair and i want that chair chair. (laughs) oh yeah isn't it funny how at some point in our age our priorities change from like hanging out and partying to like oh how am i gonna decorate Uh my house (laughs) i know well speaking of houses (laughs) Oh, God. I'm really reaching for the stars here. We're glad you're here. You know who also live in your house? Pets. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are you more of a cat or dog person? Because you have both, famously. Yes, famously. Yeah, that's what they say. I had... <laughs> They've been talking about it for years. Yeah, years and years. Well, I used to... I was so much of a cat person in New York that people... Like, everything everyone would purchase for me was cat-themed. And then we moved to California and our cats came with us and then we got a puppy um, and then we had another dog that was saddled with us our neighbors found him behind their trash can and my husband fell in love with him and I fought it for like four months and then finally I was like okay I love him and then so yeah we've got we had two cats two dogs and one of our cats uh, passed last year who was she was a super old lady and just wonderful creature and uh, so when we first got Toby, our dog, everyone was like, uh-oh, Taryn's turning into a dog lady because she loves this dog and brings this dog everywhere. But really, he just has anxiety. So, like, there was no way to not have him with us. You're like, this is not for me. I don't get pleasure <laughs> out of this at all. 
And now that there's two and they bark all the time and like I'll be on a walk with my daughter and like the dogs are like trying to pull or whatever. Um, so I would say I'm pretty firmly in the cat camp at this point. I love all of our creatures, um, but I'm pretty firmly in the cat camp because cats are easy. You can leave them. You don't have to get them boarding and mm-hmm. the grooming they do sure. on their own. They aren't stiff. Both of our dogs are very stiff even when they're snuggling, whereas cats uh-huh. were like smooshy balls. So they're just yeah. liquid. But at this point, I would say I'm firmly in the camp of children. Uh, <laughs> right. So I got to keep them alive. Because you do have three yeah. young yes. ones. Three young so ones. the animals are there. Um, how are they doing, by the way? They're good today. The boys just turned five months today. So we're going to write their little book tonight. And they're doing good. They're sleeping through the night, except... Two nights ago, we think we might be getting some teeth. And luckily, it seems like it might be happening at the same time, um, which would be great. Get it over with. So they're good. Cheeky is the bestest big sister in the whole world. She loves them. She's super helpful. She like she remembers everything so well. And so she'll be able to say like, okay, we're going to do tummy time. And here's where I'm going to place this. And I'm going to place this here so that remember last time we put the burp cloth here because whatever. So it's really fun to watch her experience all of it too. Um, I have a question. Alex, you got to name my sons. You got cheeky. Oh yeah, I still have to. You have to to name my sons. I've got to give this thought. Now there's pressure. I can't do it now. You want me to improv this? This something as uh, with such gravity as this? By the end of the episode. Now he's not going to be concentrating. Gosh, I'm trying to run this. I'm trying to run this ship with lid and you're trying to give me responsibilities? I don't think so. Well, how about this? I've got a question. So you ponder on that. Okay. (laughs) If you had all the money in the world, what would you do? Okay. Well, I think about this pretty much every day. What would your life look like? What would you do? Would you just, you know, would you just hoard it all like a person? <laughs> like a billionaire? Like a billionaire? Like I, a would, billionaire. I would hoard it all like a billionaire. Um, I have a very specific house in mind that I really want. We've touched on that a little bit. But the main feature of this house that is necessary for me, like I probably will move into this house and then just die because there will be nothing left for me, is when you walk in, there's a staircase with a slight curl at the bottom. It's like the main feature. And right inside of that little curl is where you put the Christmas tree. Obsessed. I'm obsessed with mm-hmm. this. Nice big backyard. I'd love some pretty trees that I can go out. I would love a pool with a nice view of like twinkly lights. Um, so I can just hang by the pool. Like city lights or like twinkly like I twinkly lights above too, but like city sure. lights is like the view. So obsessed with that. Very California, I can tell. Mm-hmm. Very, very California. Mm-hmm. Uh and then I I would probably like own a castle somewhere just to own a castle and go there. I have this note from a really long time ago. I just told my husband about this that says like if you had all the money in the world what would you do during your day like how would you spend your days the kids are at school how are you going to spend your days and my answer was like play video games question mark is that sad question mark Drink some wine by the pool have a projector out there um i definitely would start a theater company yeah i don't know how involved i would be or if i would just like be a producer and show up and wear fancy ball gowns at opening nights and whatever and be applauded just for entering the room yeah or like once once a season i like purposely cast myself as a star of a show i've always wanted to do like sound of music i don't know perfect Um, (laughs) oh god I really want to do sound of music with my husband because I really want to do that um, waltz together because I think it's such a romantic thing um, and we are not a super romantic couple. So I would love to do that and it would force him to do it and to take it seriously if we had to do it on a stage together. <laughs> that statement right there is, I think, it paints a picture of your relationship really well. <laughs> True. Um, speaking of theatricality, mm-hmm. I mean, you 
have acted question mark Mm -hmm. acted for uh, since you were a young child or when did you start doing that I was five okay what was your first show well my first show was Peter Pan I was a lost boy there were probably 200 of us on stage there were it was like a theater where you like paid to be in the show so they're like everybody does a thing oh it sounds stressful yeah um and so they uh I saw my friend was four when she did her first show she was my preschool friend and we were best friends for a very long time um and I still adore her we just haven't seen each other and she did Annie and so seeing that as a little girl I was like this is everything and then I did Peter Pan and because I was literally the smallest little thing they gave me a line which was like when we're building a house for wendy um all the kids like literally all like 200 kids march out of the house and they made like a joke out of how long it was taking and whatever and then it stops and then they had little me running out going wait 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 for me because i was so small Uh. and then just like a it's an obsession my whole life. Like that's every, I was like, everyone knew me as the theater kid. And that's why Taryn doesn't hang out is because she goes to theater. So where do you think the switch was from actor to director? And what was that transition like for you? It was necessary. Um, I moved to New York and was auditioning. Not well. I was never, like I always wanted to be on Broadway and I'm a pretty driven human. But I started to realize that like I hated getting up at six in the morning and all the girls that were like curling their hair at the auditions and listening to them talk about whatever show. I'm obviously very much a homebody and I didn't want to like go on a tour or I didn't want to go out of town or any of that stuff. So I I wanted to do theater in the city where I was living, which was New York. And so I got cast in a play and then it was at this tiny little theater. And then I basically for six months hounded the producer and was, might've been a year, hounded the producer and was like, you aren't doing musicals. Why aren't you doing musicals? That's where all the money is. He's like, but you have to pay so much for rights, whatever. And so I like wrote this whole thing and for six months kept going and going and going um, and just created a musical theater department there where we did shows and I I directed quote unquote directed myself I brought in another director for that show in a show because I wanted to act and then realized like that's not fair to anybody and so then I started directing to because I enjoyed it I like being detailed and I like doing all that stuff and to bring to life some of the shows that like I always listened to and wanted to do and sure so that's how it started this is my this is my last sort of like link a link on question to this segment let's call it um but what do you think is the hardest part about being a director for you for me it's it's not being friends with everyone which is my hardest part of being a manager in general is i really want to be friends with everyone i really care i there's an element i feel a really good director falls in love with the people that they cast because you have to in order to see them in those characters and so i half of me becomes very like mama bear love for all of these people but then has to kind of separate and say like you're still the boss and whatever but I still want to hang out with you can we be friends and then also because I have always been seen as a small very young woman anytime I walk into a room having people listen to me until they know like oh shit she actually knows what she's talking about is really difficult so walking into any room anywhere is very difficult until people start to hear me talk and then they go oh okay you actually know what you're talking about I can trust you yeah. Well, and in, in an industry, frankly, that is so first impression based. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess, so you know, so many industries are like that. But I mean, where you're literally, it, it is a process mm-hmm. to like be able to go into a room and 
instantly have to prove what you bring to the table. Especially for someone with a tiny voice. Like, I'm not going to be that director that shows up and goes, everybody listen, blah, blah, blah. I don't, that's like, I literally cannot even do that. I have to get like a God mic for people to hear me because it's, I have a small voice and I'm a small human and that's just not how I operate. So yeah, it's just the the separation of who I want to be to them and and how I present myself and getting that respect and, and having to every single time I will walk in and I'll start making silly jokes and stuff to get them to like me and then I walk home and I go like oh that wasn't professional enough or whatever <laughs> so you know I wish more directors asked that question to themselves <laughs> um, moving on <laughs> move out to California I'll direct you yeah <laughs> um, no I ain't moving um, not yet at least oh god see every year I get a little bit closer a little bit closer what's your sign girl I'm an Aries oh Okay. Hard-headed. Mm-hmm. Hard-headed. Ah, I'm a Fiery. Mm-hmm. Do you think that, it, do you think you are in fact an Aries? Yes, very much. All right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tell us why. For the exact things that you two just pointed out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really stubborn. I uh, I like to be a leader. I like to be in charge. I like to make sure that shit gets done. So it's just, there's no, like, again, that producer was like, nope, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. And every time anybody tells me no, I'm like, okay, well, this is now my life's mission. <laughs> this is to, to make to you say to yes, yes to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't know anything about that being on this podcast yeah. with you at yeah. all, uh-huh. playing D&D with you. Uh-huh. Yes. Huge loves it. It's his favorite thing. He told uh-huh. me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He told uh-huh. me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? It's so funny because I wrote these questions and I'm sure I had an answer when I originally wrote these questions, mm-hmm. like for myself. Also, you are now a parent. Like that's... I think yeah. that's one of the questions too. That's changed. I'm going to give a quote instead. I am obsessed with Brene Brown. Absolutely obsessed with her. And I have read her book on perfection, which I think everyone should read, whether or not you think of yourself as a perfectionist or not. The Gifts of Imperfection. I just started reading it. (laughs) And the quote is, no matter what gets done and how much is left undone, I am enough. And I really struggle with like, I've got a big checklist. I want to do all of the things. I want to make sure that I show up for everyone and text everyone back and do whatever. And that gave me so much freedom to just say, it's okay. I'm enough. I am enough of a person. It doesn't matter if that stuff gets done. I I am still worthy regardless of if I finish the checklist or not. It's a hard lesson to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I literally have to repeat it like <laughs> hour yeah. by hour. I was thinking about this last night when I was laying in bed because I was reading the preface to that book and it's i i thought about it because you know my mom was a big reader of self-help books and things like that which i do kind of still see this as like this is self-help it is yeah and and like at what point in life do you really start to seek out those books and to really try to figure out your life and i guess like i mean you know i'm a little bit older than both of you but i feel like around 30 is when it's like no, okay, I actually really don't know shit about myself and I need to figure it out. So I need some help to do this. And people start to to look into that, which I find fascinating. I would hesitate at an age and I would say more at an awakening. There is a point mm-hmm. of I, awakening. I, I, yeah. And I think it's going to actually get younger and younger because I think a lot of children are being raised to be very aware of their emotions now. That's kind of gentle mm-hmm. parenting is like what's up right now, which is like really communicating um, to your child that like all feelings are okay and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So I, I would, I don't think it's a particular age. I think it's an awakening of, oh, I have a lot to learn about myself. I didn't mm-hmm. realize I did 
and blah, 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 but I'm doing this and why am I doing it and how mm-hmm. this is a yucky feeling. I don't want to feel this any way anymore. So what can I do to repair that? I think I, to speak on my own experience, like I think for me, it was like you start to see the patterns, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like you start to see the patterns in your own life and you're like, it's the moment where you're, you say to yourself, I don't want that pattern anymore. Right. I, I want to, ch- I actively want to change that. So how mm-hmm. do I do that? Yeah. And I think that's what brought me, that's definitely what brought me to therapy and mm-hmm. definitely what brought me to books like, I would say The Four Agreements has been huge for me. I don't know if anybody's read that before. Mm-hmm. Just a general like advice on how, well, advice, like four pillars of, of like four sentences basically to like live your entire life by, at least communication wise. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I I think, I think the shift is, as you said, Taryn, more awakening based or it's like awareness based it's like you gain the awareness of like oh wait that doesn't have to continue to be this way yeah so let's see what we can do to change that yeah my my toxic traits don't have to stick with me forever right right (laughs) so kind of circling back to gentle parenting and all that since you are the only person in our tor family that has children what do you think has been the most profound learning experience within that within being a mom and and raising small humans. I mean, it's a million, right? Like it's everything Mm -hmm. and nothing. I think for me, it has taught me I have no control. I have to slow down. I have to let things be. Um, basically, like everything that perfectionism is, which I'd suffer from, it, you you cannot be. Especially, I mean, with twins, newborn twins, I said that to my therapist. I was like, well, if there was ever way to beat perfectionism, it's giving somebody newborn twins. Because <laughs> you have to let one cry while the other cries and you're caring for the other one. You cannot. Mm-hmm. And luckily, we're going into the second time parents. So we had already learned a lot of those lessons. Everyone keeps telling us how calm we are and we're like we're just second time parents it's not like Mm -hmm. it just takes an extra three to seven minutes everything we do because there are two of them so yeah i i think that i i have come into my own i am not willing to let people walk over me anymore um because i cannot let my daughter see that i am her mirror and so i'm very conscious that i am her mirror i'm very conscious that my relationship with my husband is being on display at all times for these kids and they hear and they see and how we're communicating to each other and to them apologizing to your children which was never done for most of us in our age group is so important because i want i am and he is we are the reflection of what she is going to look for in a partner if she decides Mm -hmm. to have a partner or even in her friendships we are the reflection of what she's going to expect other people and how she's going to expect them to show up and Mm. so it's so important to me that she knows that. So I yeah. think when people cross my boundaries and things like that, even if she can't see it, I know for myself, I've got to learn this. I've got to learn how to do this so I can help to guide her through that if she wants well, that guidance. Yeah, and properly express yourself so that you know how to, if she has trouble with that mm-hmm, sometime, mm-hmm, be able mm-hmm, to yeah. basically explain what that is and what that can be, you know? Yeah. yeah. Talk about an awakening. Yeah, yeah. seriously. For sure. Yeah. Parenthood. And, uh-huh. <laughs> well, from, you know, being around you and your husband and around your children, I can say that you two are doing a very good job. Thank you. Oh. Let's fight again. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I feel like we're about to wrap up. Is there anything, Lid, is there anything else that you have pressing for Taryn? Well, I mean, there's one one question that just keeps jumping out to me that 
I feel like the listeners want to know more than anything. I feel like this is about to be a personal confrontation. <laughs> what is your beverage of choice? Oh. Malibu pineapple. I mean, I knew the answer I know to that you already. But... And we've had discussion about this before. We have. And I think it actually shows up on an episode or we it recorded. Does. I don't know if he cut it out or not. But I said to all of you, oh, I'm drinking a Malibu pineapple right now. And I was definitely pregnant. And I definitely had not told people I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And I was drinking it because I was trying not to vomit (laughs) but it is i go to malibu pineapple we love champagne but malibu pineapple just takes me away it just like takes me to a calm place i can feel the beach i can i'm there i don't care if it's a drink for a 12 year old uh we'll say 17 we'll say 17 year old so we'll say 17 to be safe you know still legal but like slightly more legal. legal i mean it's it's if you like fruity stuff then it's it's a perfectly acceptable drink. And, you know, I'll never forget the day that you and only I... Only if you like fruity stuff, though. Only if you like fruity stuff. <laughs> if you don't... Were... It's not acceptable. Not acceptable. I will never forget, we went to a show, and your husband... Like, we all sat down, and your husband just pulls out a water bottle and hands it to me. And I was like, this is not water. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> well, I know this is not water. I was like, is this vodka? And I took a sip. I was like, nope, it's Malibu. Okay, this thanks. is for Taryn. <laughs> this, is, this is for Taryn, and, you know, honestly... Like the four of us, you, me, and our our husbands, husbands, husbands yeah, husbands. husbands, yes, our husbands. We do have a tendency to take shots on occasion when we see each other, and I have definitely gone from doing the whiskey shots with the boys to doing the Malibu shots with you, just because it's a little bit more palatable. It's a better decision oh God, in shot form. Well, because you know Malibu, what, if I, I ra- if I want to drink whiskey, I'm gonna sip it. I don't want to shoot it anymore because I'm not a child. I don't like, hold it against I you. I don't but... do shots anymore. <laughs> it doesn't matter. The Malibu is for twelve year olds, so right. technically yeah, you are a so child. So I can and do that, that as a shot. Yeah. yeah. Uh well. So I guess we are about to wrap up here soon. So I guess um, the real question should be, who's your favorite player to play with on this uh, here game? Oh, no. <laughs> now you're trying to start a fight. <laughs> Karin. And that's where we'll leave it for this week. <laughs> you won't even let me explain. It's Thanks so, so much for listening to this week's very special bonus episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to keep an eye out for more special bonus episodes like this one. <laughs> You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at DND Last Refuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. If you got more than 280 characters to say to us, you can also email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. If you want to know more about us players, access our Patreon for bonus content, see some awesome fan art, find out what cons we'll be attending, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more DD, you can go to our website www.dndlastrefuge.com We want to thank BattleBards for providing a lot of the fantastic music you hear on our show and D&D Beyond for being generally amazing in every way possible. Check out both of those services at BattleBards.com and dndbeyond.com We also want to send so much thanks and love to all of our patrons and I hope I pronounce all of these correctly. Right now I want to take a minute to recognize some of our awesome patrons. Thank you to our Heralds of Denier, Shimmy Gangot, Tanya, Ark, and to our Shimmer Scale Tribe leader Eugenio Eliahu of Merck Grove, Lisa Dan Mercado Etheridge, and Harmony Bad. Finally, I want to thank Robert Huff, our story consultant who did absolutely nothing for this episode, <laughs> but who contractually needs to be mentioned in every episode or he will ensure all of our characters die. Uh-huh. And of course, to all of you for listening. I am your friendly neighborhood Lydia, also known as Bastira, and with me I have. 
Alex, also known as Flick. And Taryn, also known as Bria. Happy gaming, y'all. Room tone. <laughs> Is that enough room tone? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we should not be left alone. No. I feel like. I feel like. Ooh, okay. All right. Who's gonna do the three, two, one? A three, a two, a one. Okay. Well, should we do it again? Or we could. You, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Okay. It'll be fine. I- we're all going to be talking over each other. All right, Liv, you're starting us exactly. off, right? Okay. <clears throat> la, 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 la. The nasally one is doing hey. this. This is good. Ha, ha. Not helping. <laughs> Welcome to this week's very special bonus episode of The Last Refuge. Ba, 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 ba. I'm, I'm your friendly neighborhood, Lydia, also known as Bezdira. And with us, well, God. Let's try it again. Let's go from the top. <laughs> The top. <laughs> the top. You're gonna have so Sorry, much huge. fun doing this. <laughs> we love you. <clears throat> you want to do the vocal warm up? Do you need it? I don't mom. know. <laughs> hey mom. <clears throat> hey mom. <laughs> That's really loud on mic. I'm so sorry, huge. We just have like all the blooper right here. Yeah, it's just a whole. It's gonna be like five An minutes till we can get into this. Okay, we yes. got this. We got this. We're fine. We're fine. If you want to know more about us players, access our Patreon for bonus content. See some op. Oh my god! Have you guys ever heard? How this? does he do this every time? <laughs>